Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. All right, let's get into the word. And this morning we continue from the teaching series that we started this month, Filling the Clouds. One of the things that God said to us is that this is our year of unusual elevation. And one of the instructions and mandates we've received very clearly is taken from scripture in Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. It says, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. Darkness will cover the earth. You and I are aware that this is, these are the end times. So there's all sorts happening. And interestingly, there's nothing that is happening that is, that is taking God by surprise. I feel like some of us just approach, you know, year on year, and the way we are baffled at the things that are happening in our world is the same way we expect that God is surprised, you know. But nothing takes him by surprise because scripture is very clear. It says, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But my light will rise upon you. My glory will be seen in you. That is a promise God has made to us. He says, concerning us, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. So our responsibility this entire month, what we as the pastors have been saddled with, is to help each and every one of us understand how to position for glory, how to position for this unusual elevation. And so last week, we spoke about filling up our clouds, how to stay in the place of prayer, how to take a posture of prayer, how to take a posture where our words are in alignment with what God is speaking over our lives, with what God has said already, with what God has you know, declared, with what God has written concerning us. Because half the time we pay lip service to what the Father has promised um, and our actions show otherwise. Our actions show that we're depending or keeping our eyes on the winds and the waves instead of focusing on Jesus who's right before us. All right. Um, can I ask that you take a minute and just speak to God this morning by yourselves? You've come to church with an expectation. So do you want to go ahead and make it known to him? The Father is here. His presence is here. And he is prepared for you. So go ahead and ask, Father, fill me. Fill me with your counsel this morning. I receive the whole counsel of God. My heart is enlarged and expanded to accommodate divine promises, to accommodate instruction, to receive clarity and direction, that as your word comes this morning, it is meat for me in this season. It is what I need, that I hear very clearly what the Spirit is saying. And that your word will transform my life. It would cause me to change positions. It will shift the atmosphere over my life. And it will cause the clouds of glory to gather. Causing it to rain upon the fields of my life. Father, we thank you because your word comes in simplicity and with accuracy. Ministering grace to every era. Doing an internal and an eternal work in us in righteousness. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so one of the anchor scriptures that we read last week is taken from 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18. 
And today's sermon is titled, Receiving Heaven's Signals. Receiving Heaven's Signals. And I'm going to tie it to our discussion last week. So, same scripture we read, 1 Kings 18, 41 to 44. It says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up. Can we read together as we typically do? 1 Kings 18, can we have it up on screen? 1 Kings 18, 41. And you can go ahead and open it up on your devices. Are we there? Anybody there? Not yet. 1 Kings 18. Multimedia, can we have it up on screen, please? All right, let's read together. Once you go, then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground. Are we reading? And put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a, loud, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. We said last week that God spoke a word. Now, if you go to 1 Kings 18, verse 1, you will see there very clearly where God would say to Elijah, I'm sending rain upon the earth. This was after a, a, a period of famine of three years. God would say to Elijah, I will send rain upon the earth. Fast forward to verse 41. Elijah speaks to the king and says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. One of the things to note, let me remind us quickly, was that between the time God spoke and the time the prophet spoke to the king, nothing had changed in the weather conditions. There were no clouds in the sky. There was no rain, obviously. Nothing had changed. But the prophet said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And I need to remind each and every one of us that a sound has been released concerning 2023 over our lives. God has spoken already, and God is still speaking in this season as we engage with him. But there is a sound that has been released. His word has gone forth. I said last week, if you snooze, you lose. If you do not take advantage of that which God has spoken, if you are not rightly positioned and rightly aligned in this season, that is on you and I. It's not on God. It is on us. Because God spoke, the prophet heard, received the word, transferred it to someone else and said, this is going to happen. But he says to the guy, go up, eat and drink. And sometimes that's how some of us are. We receive a word from God. And we believe, well, God has said he will do it. Yes, indeed, he will do it. But see what the prophet does here. Scripture says he bowed down his head between his knees and stayed there. He stayed. He took a posture of prayer. He took a posture of warring with the word that he had received. Not because he doubted that God will not do what he has said he will do. But because he recognized that 
I have received a divine signal. And it is important that I maintain my posture of alignment. My words need to align with what it is that I have heard. So that with my eyes, I will see. But he saw first in the spirit. He heard first in the spirit. If I didn't say I, I, I hear the sound of rain. He said, I hear the sound of what? Abundance. He qualified the quantum of the rain that was being expected. And so for there to be that manifestation, there needed to be an alignment. And so he took that posture of prayer. And he would send his servants, go and see. Go to the sea. Now the sea, if you remember, how many people remember the water cycle we reviewed last week? How many people remembers it? What was the first stage? Hey, elementary science. We said collection, then what? Evaporation, then what? Condensation. And what's the final stage? Precipitation. Precipitation is when it starts to rain upon the earth. Prior to that is when the clouds are saturated with water. Evaporation is a stage where the energy of the sun, you know, comes in contact with the water and absorbs it. Collection is the gathering of the waters. And we said one of the things God has said to us clearly, what is in your hand? We see how we would ask in scripture, what do you have? What is in your hand? What are you holding on to? Because he recognizes that everything it is, according to scriptures, the Bible says in, um, where is it now? I can't remember. Someone should help me. But scripture says that according as his divine power, I think someone in either first Peter or second Peter, has given us all, everything that we require for what? For life and for godliness. His divine power has already given us. It means that there is nothing you and I need that has not been provided and so with that understanding, I was listening to someone teach um, sometime this week. And he was speaking about the mistakes that we Christians make. And it's interesting because if you've been coming for Bible study um, all of last year and even into this year, one of the things that Pastor Ayo has typically always reinforced is the fact that life does not happen the way we see it in the physical so we believe that our, our day starts in the morning and ends in the evening. But when you go to the creation story in Genesis, Scripture would record, and the evening, after God's creative work has been done on a particular day, you say, and the evening and the morning was the first day. And the evening and the morning was the second day. You know, suggesting that the matter has already been settled before we even wake up into it. There is already the end of a matter. You know, and we as God's children should engage from the end of the matter and walk our way, you know, downwards or well, upwards in this case, to the beginning. I don't know if that makes sense. So the end of a matter has already been decreed. God has said everything that you require, his divine power has given to you all that you need for life, for godliness, for godly living. What that means is this, if I'm here, positioned here, okay, this is the original design and intent of God. In this location or in this position where his divine power has already given to me everything that I need, I am whole, I am healed, there's no mental health issue here, there's no depression here, you know, there's no poverty here. My creative intellect and abilities are astounding. Things are working for me. That is the original design. 
Now, your location on earth might be here, where there is some health issue here, where there is some pain and discomfort, where there is a heartbreak, where things seem to not be working, where there's a business failure, where there's rejection. Stuff is happening and dealing with you in life on earth. What happens is you and I take our position here and we start to appeal to God to translate us from here to here. What we learned is that we've come from what God has finished already and we engage this place where we are on earth with authority, with boldness and confidence till we become the one that God has designed in this state. I've tried to make it very simple. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? This is who God has made you. And in this position, you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. Here on earth, you might be dealing with generational costs. Or so they say. You might be dealing with some sort of evil machinations of men. People are trying to attack you and take from you what is rightfully yours. You don't go begging and groping. What you do is you leverage the authority. You need to see yourself in these states. You need to see you and I. We need to see ourselves here where Christ has completed the work. What that means is if I'm in this state and I'm limping, I have pain in my body. I do not engage as though I have pain in my body. I declare, I give thanks to God for healing that has happened already in that position. That is how we engage and that's how we win in 2023. That is how we win in 2023. So, we look at Elijah here, obviously. He sends the guy back, go and see. The guy goes to see, I don't see anything. Somebody cracked a joke and said, I think it was Pastor Godman, when, when he was teaching this at some point, he said, we might think the thing was like, come, super come. Quickly, 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 we don't have so much time. Just please come, let me use you as an analogy, or for an analogy here. I'm Elijah. I'm in my posture of prayer here. I cannot bow my head between my knees. I'm not that fit. I'm working on it. But I tried it. It's such a hard posture. So I don't know that I would last very long, but just bow your head between you anyway. And then I say to this is my guy. Go and check. Super, go and check if there is a cloud. You will go now with urgency. I said rain is coming to the earth. You will not have to take the prophet's matter very seriously. Any, I'm praying. No cloud. Go back. That's number two, right? Then he'll come back again. No water. No, it's no cloud. No, no cloud. cloud. No water. <laughs> you go, go back. Because God has given a word. I'll keep sending him back. Let's assume he has gone on. Now, one of the things that we assume here, thank you very much, Super. One of the things that we assume is the way Super was going is the same way. No. I mean, Scripture doesn't say it, but I visualize when I read my Bible. Because if I were the guy that was being sent on the errand, I would take my time because I know if I don't see this cloud, this man is going to send me back. <laughs> so I would, just, I would wait a bit and see. Maybe the cloud will show. So I don't have to keep doing this back and forth. But some of us, God gives a word. Nothing happens. 
instead of maintaining that posture of prayer, we become frustrated. We become angry. In fact, sometimes we lose our faith and we give up on God. So can I ask you this morning, what word has God given to you? What word did he give to you in 2022? What promise did he release to you in yesteryears that you have given up on? And this is for someone here this morning. Can you go back and find that journal, find that place where you wrote it and bring it out again. Put it beside your 2023 goals and start to give thanks. Start to seed your clouds. We spoke about seeding our clouds last week. Start to seed your clouds with thanks. You don't leave that posture of prayer and thanksgiving. Okay? So, as described in scripture, clouds are a symbol of God's presence and may manifest as clouds of favor. Clouds of wealth, mercy, divine visitation, healing, whatever it is. When we say the clouds of glory gather, it is all of God's best that he's causing to gather. It is the fullness of him that is causing to gather. For someone here, the clouds of glory gathering over your life is not just in the tangibles. It's not just in material possessions and acquisitions. It is in the fulfillment of his purpose for your life. It is in the, in, in the you knowing him and becoming more like him, just as we learned in Bible study yesterday, becoming more Christ-natured. How sensitive are we to God's signals? And how aware are we about the significance of the seasons for our lives, for our families, for our nations, for our community, for the industry where God has placed you? How sensitive are we to divine signals? And that is the crux of this morning's message. Think about the disciples in the upper room. God gave a word, or Jesus gave a word before he went away from the earth and said to them to gather and that they should wait for the promised Holy Spirit. These guys would follow instruction and stay there until the Holy Spirit came and rested upon each and every person as tongues of fire. Sometimes you and I are not as patient. And I know because it's one of the things that I know God has had to correct me about. And sometimes our, we allow our personality types come to play. If you're choleric, there's a teeny-weeny, maybe not a teeny-weeny. For some people it varies, but just a tinge of impatience. One of the things I've learned in my work with God is patience. Because when you're choleric and you're a planner, and you like to have plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, plan F, you can't, you can't work with God like that. God has got to be your plan from beginning to the end. Only Him. You can't say you trust God and you're trying to help him. And some of us, that's how we are. That's how we're postured in the place of prayer. So, someone is praying. John Doe, upwardly mobile young man. He's trusting God for the next big thing in his career. And he's praying. And then he's telling God that, you know, so that, that there's, a, there's an opening in Google. Um, there's also another one in Oracle and Amazon that I'm considering. So God, you know, the one in Amazon, eh, I like it, but I prefer the one in Oracle. And I just need you to just make it happen. John Doe needs to ask God, what's your plan? John Doe needs to receive divine signals and understand how this Oracle or Amazon or Google job fits into 
the grand scheme of things. Not because John Doe is of overtly spiritual, is the reason why he needs to consult with God. But because the word says that my thoughts are far higher than yours, that his ways are far higher than our ways, there is a plan and an expected end. There is the purpose of God according to election. John Doe might need to go to Zenith Bank. Maybe that is the journey that God has marked for him. But he has been rejecting that Zenith offer. Zenith has been rubber buying, chasing him up and down. But it's not appealing, it's not attractive enough. The package isn't it. Why? Because, I mean, Zen, okay. I, I guess there are some things that we don't say on camera, right? But you get the picture. But he's, he's, he's spoiled for choice. And so when Google finally opens up, God has done it. John Doe is excited, comes to church to share testimony with pastor. Pastor, God has done it. Meanwhile, the journey, Zenith Bank, Lagos, Nigeria. Because in there are other things that God has mapped and tied to his journey. But God is merciful. But this year, we have to posture as people who are prepared to receive divine signals and to act in prompt obedience. Because that's another thing. We don't act in prompt obedience. So, the disciples could have left after one week of expecting the Holy Spirit and it didn't show up. Maybe, maybe it's not for this season. It's interesting how some of us make excuses. We, we say we are excusing God. Maybe it's not for this season. Maybe this thing God has promised me is not for this season. Our responsibility is tarry to wait there to wait until the fulfillment of the promise to continue to steward that promise with thanksgiving to continue to underguard it just thanking god because we know that he will fulfill that which he has spoken someone here is asking i sense that in my spirit but how do i even know these signals how do i even receive these signals how do i know how god is speaking to me there are master classes that are running currently I don't know if it is too late to sign up, but I know one of those master classes is called, um, I think, Engaging Divine Direction. So if you've never heard God speak to you, or you, you feel that God has never spoken to you, you don't know how to recognize when God speaks to you. Let me give you a very simple tip to start with, because God is always speaking, and he's not a blabber or a noisemaker. But he's always speaking to his children, as many as are tuned in to hear. And that's part of what we're discussing this morning. Your frequency, the signals has to be clear. Because there are things that block the signals from being clear. But one of the things you need to know is, go and start with reading your Bible. That's a very simple solution. Someone needs to take out time and extract God's promises in the word. Anything he has promised to the children of Israel, he will do them well. They will not be sick in their bodies. You know, they will be fat and flourishing till their old age. He will protect and preserve them. By extension, Yusuf, you are a Jew. Yeah. Yes, we know we are Gentiles, but by reason of the blood, we have been adopted. So we are children of God and rightfully can claim every promise, every covenant enacted in Scripture. It is ours. So go and extract them, write them out and be seeing them. Especially write the promises that are tied to the things you are trusting God for this year. Get a pen and paper, write them out, and start to meditate on those promises. 
because God has spoken to you through his word. As you engage in this fast and you continue to pray, he will speak to you clearly. And what I mean is this, there are certain scriptures that you will hear, certain scriptures that you will study that will resonate with you. You know, something would be triggered in your heart and you will just get a sense that this particular scripture is for me. Take it, note it down, start to declare it, start to confess it. Start to war with it in the place of prayer. Start to give thanks. That's how we war in the place of prayer. You give thanks for the promise. You give thanks for the thing that God has said he will do. Let me read um, Ephesians 6, 18. Same one that I read earlier. I'll start from 17. It says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, being watchful to this end. And that takes me to another important point we need to be mindful of. And it is the principle of watching and praying. The principle of watching and praying. That is so critical to us in this season. And it is important because Jesus would speak to his disciples. Jesus was in a season in his life. See, there's nothing we're dealing with that he has not dealt with. He knew his assignments. And at some point in time, as in time, um, well, as time drew closer, he became overwhelmed with the burden of his assignment. So he would tell his disciples, all of them, he say, I'm going to pray. He would then call his core and excuse them from the others. He takes these guys, you know, to a place and he says to them, keep watch with me. Watch with me while I pray. My soul is extremely sorrowful, exceedingly sorrowful. Keep watch with me. And these guys would fall asleep. May you not sleep an unnecessary sleep this year in Jesus' name. And it's important, you see, because hmm, yesterday at Bible study, we learned the importance of sight. We need to see differently this year. As you engage divine signals, it shapes the way you see. It shapes your perspective. You will not see things with the mere sight. You know, scripture was where Paul would say, I know no man after the flesh. This year, you should know no man after the flesh. It's important. Sometimes, you need to be discerning enough to recognize the spirit that is at work in someone. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to give uh, any negative vibe this morning. Witches and wizards, mba, at all. We are far above them. So we don't pay attention to, to them. But foolishness is not knowing that there is a negative spirit, a negative energy in operation, and being able to address that energy in the, in the place of prayer. So it's just like, I don't understand. Every time I'm trying to speak to my team, you know, somebody's always doing summer, summer, in something. You are just complaining and grumbling. No. As people that have been entrusted with authority, as people that, have been, that are positioned, seated with Christ in the heavenly places, we don't complain and grumble about issues and, and events. We address them. We address them in the place of prayer. We speak to spirits that are in operation, and we command them to align with God's plans and purposes. That's how you take authority this year, and that's how you win. So you can't be the one at the, at the receiving end of everything. You feel like there's a boss that is giving you, you know, I mean, please make sure you are doing your work well so that 
when you approach God, the legalistic side of him, he's not asking you questions. Because you can't be slothful in your work and then you're praying about your boss. God will not answer you. But God doesn't roll like that. You are diligent. You're doing everything that you need to do. And you're experiencing frustration. You feel like you're being undermined. You know, you feel like you're being oppressed. Any sort of oppression. You can take it to God in prayer. And you speak victory over that situation. You invoke the force of favor over that situation. That the favor of God will compel hearts to favor you. Will compel men to favor you. That you will win with God and you will win in the world systems. That you would understand by part of what the, the favor of God does. For those who were at the impartation service yesterday, you heard Pastor Yami Davis say it. If you, if you weren't there, please go and watch the YouTube video. The favor of God will compel man to be favorably disposed towards you. They will not understand it, but they will just find that they are aligning with God's plans for your life. But you need to also activate it with waiting on God, with receiving divine signals, with praying, with confessing. This year, your mouth has got to say the right things. Help me tell someone, you need to speak right this year. Speak the word this year. Please tell someone, you need to speak the word this year. There's got to be an alignment with what you are saying and what heaven has said already. So the principle of watching and praying Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. Is what Jesus would say to his disciples in Luke 21. Watching means observing with keen interest, paying attention. I feel like someone needs to understand that definition. We say watch and pray, watch and pray. We used to sing it in, in, in Sunday school, watch and pray. What does watching mean? It means observing with keen interest. It means paying attention to what is going on around you. While trusting the Holy Spirit for discernment. Discernment is key to watching. Being mindful of the goings on around you is key to watching. And God is raising a company of watchers. And a house of prayer in this season. In Jesus name. Would you and I be plugged into this? Would you and I be willing to be a part of the company of watchers? The men that have been placed over an industry to watch the gatekeepers over a family institution, a family unit, the gatekeepers, even over the body of Christ. You and I have been called to be a part of the company of watchers. So watching backed by prayers results in an intelligent spirit-led interpretation of physical occurrences. It provides a link between what we see in the place of prayer and what we see on the outside. So when what we see on the outside is not aligning, just as Elijah took that posture of prayer, and it looked like what he was seeing on the outside, what his servant was seeing on the outside was not in alignment with what God has said. He, you will stay there. Please tell someone, stay there. Stay there till it happens. Stay in that place of prayer. Stay in that place where you engage spiritual disciplines, where you're confessing the word, you're declaring God's promises over your life. Stay there till it happens. Steward it with thanksgiving. It's so critical. What you desire may not appear in the form in which you are expecting it. That's also another thing we need to be mindful of. God said, I'm sending rain on the earth. By the seventh time, 
this guy, the servants, what did he see? I saw a cloud, the feast of a man's hand. Please, abundance of rain and a cloud, the feast of a man's hand. What's the correlation? Looks far from the promise. But at least Elijah knew that all he needed to hear was that. All he needed was the appearance of the form of what he was trusting God for. So sometimes it might appear, but not in the form in which you're expecting it. Look at a Joseph. After the dreams that he had dreamt, then slavery, then pit, then slavery, then prison. The form of what you are expecting and trusting God for. That spouse, that husband, that boo, that bae. It may not come in the it may not come the way you want it. I want all dark and handsome, six four. God abegu. Somebody say God abegu. It may not come in the form. Package. Content is one matter, guys. Hey. Okay. Alright, so don't be too fixated on the the appearance of what is coming. It may not come the way you want it, but it will surely come. Though it tarries, it will come. Wait for it. Wait for it. But divine signal helps you recognize when it has come so that you do not use, how do they say it? My Yoruba mother will say, you won't use your husband as boyfriend and move on from the matter. I know that there is no, well, personally, I believe that there is no one man for one woman. Neither is there no one woman for one man. Yeah? We can talk about that later. This is not a relationship seminar. Let's focus. Quickly, let's go to the matrix. Please, can we put up the prayer and watching matrix as we wrap up? Prayer and watching matrix. All right, so if you can see clearly, I hope it's clear enough. Yeah? So, top left box, you have high prayer and low watching. In this box is high spiritual activity, praying, fasting, high spiritual energies generated in that first box, but zero intelligence, zero market intelligence when it comes to business, zero level of awareness or low level of awareness when it comes to things that are happening around you. Here is where, unfortunately, a lot of us Christians sit. We generate a lot of spiritual energy but we are low on divine intelligence. We're low on um, watching. We're low on, you know, the things that we need to see and recognize and discern the move of God in them. Here is where you have Christians that are very, <laughs> they sit in silos. Christians that are judgmental, you know, you, do, you, you don't engage with people of other religion. You don't talk to people of other tribes, you know. Here, because you see, everything that God wants to do for you, yeah, exists in the hands, well, almost everything exists in the hands of one man, you know, different people. So you are probably two, three, depending on how relational you are, maybe two, three people away from your blessing or your, the source, the channel that God would use. But when you are judgmental, when all you do here is pray and you are not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit that will tell you to go to the gym, Go and exercise. Because as you're on that treadmill, perhaps you are just that... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to use the wrong words. Let me use myself. I'm just that clueless. And I'm not picking signals. God says to you to arise. And no, I want to study my Bible. You don't have friends. We check your phone list. Everybody on your phone is born again. So first of all, I mean, I just even digressing. Who are you reaching out to? 
Who are you speaking to about Jesus? Nobody. Because you've surrounded and shielded yourself with Christians. And it's good. That is good. But what this is saying is, yeah, you don't listen to the news. You don't even know what's happening in your world. Some people, some Christians, yeah, have received market intelligence just from an information that somebody shared. Person was not a believer, nothing. But that information propelled them to greater heights because they acted on it. So that's where some of us sit. Now, if you go to the bottom box, the left side, low prayer, low watching. I'm not even going to dwell too much there. Spiritual exercise, you are not doing. Um, engaging intelligence in the world, nothing. You're not getting information from the spirit. You're not getting information from the physical. That one is recipe for disaster. So let's leave, one. Let's leave that. Move to the right, the bottom right, low prayer, high watching. These ones, they live perpetually on social media. They are following all the trends. They know all the news. They know everything that is happening in the world. But you know what is missing is the activation of the Spirit of God on their minds to be able to recognize the one that is an opportunity, the one that is danger, the one that needs to be averted, the one that needs to be utilized. There is, that isn't there. So they're very high on you know, world systems, the flow, they have access to information, but they are lacking in divine inspiration and intelligence. The Spirit of God is not present there. That one, some of us are there. We're very intellectually sound, you know, we're very cerebral, and we disdain the things of God. If you are in that box, this is you personally just assessing yourself. If that is you, you need to shift from that box this period and start to engage God more by reading your Bible, by praying, um, and by engaging spiritual disciplines. Lastly, the box where we all should desire to be, high prayer, high watching. These ones are the sons of Issachar, discerner of times and seasons. They le leverage divine signals and they interpret it based on the happenings in their world, okay? They take what is happening in the world and when you put it side by side with what God is saying, they know what to do. They don't walk in error. There's no confusion. They have an appreciable level of clarity on everything. They know that God not, a manifestation of what they are expecting does not mean God has not answered. They can understand and interpret signals to gain um, speed on earth. That's where we, you and I need to be, okay? All right, lastly, I'm going to touch on two things that block our signals, that prevent us from um, engaging heaven's signal. There's a video that I want us to play very quickly. It's about a minute or so. It's a TikTok video. Are we still able to do that, guys? Is that possible? Please, can we have that video? And the first blocker while that video is coming up is... Okay. Sorry, it's really... Yeah, it's a TikTok
it shock you, that is some of us. A signal blocker is comparison, competition, and copying others. And this sort of helps us understand, it puts it in perspective. Both men planted seed. Now, one of the things we've said, seeding your cloud in this season, declaring your words, declaring, declaring God's words, making your expectation known to him and all that, stewarding it with praise and thanksgiving. But when you are doing that, one thing that you should not do is checking out what's going on in your neighbor's life. Comparison is a joy stealer, guys. It is a peace um, inhibitor. You lose your peace, you lose your joy, you are perpetually frustrated. If you continue to um, look at what God is doing in the lives of others to measure your own progress, it's a signal blocker. You will not hear heaven clearly when you're constantly comparing, constantly competing, and looking for ways to copy. So someone says to you, oh, so I used a particular agent, or no, I, I, I leveraged a particular tool, you know, to get this done. And you carry the same tool because you, that's how you want to get that same job. What if that's not how God is planning to deal with you? What if that's not your pathway? Did you hear him concerning that approach? So we cannot afford to be people who are looking to taking from the lives of others, just mirroring what God is doing in their lives. Taking that same, some people, they told you, oh, so I met my, I met my husband in Dobuba. You two, every night you are going there. Believing that that's where you meet your husband. Or they say to you, oh, so this was how I dressed when I went for that interview. I mean, there are some things that people can borrow you wisdom on. You get, that's just basic. But again, I need to say this here before I forget. If you've not learned to hear God in the little things, you will struggle to hear him in the bigger things. One of the things we've been actively praying about in this season is seeing eyes and hearing ears that will be able to gain, you know, speed by reason of revelation by reason of revelation, that you will hear God differently. And I, that's my prayer for you in Jesus' name. So please, please, please avoid comparison, all forms of it. And social media doesn't help. Someone needs to get off social media for a bit to just focus on God. Because the more you are there, and you are seeing how they did somebody's proposal, you are seeing how that is jets. The, is jets they used to display, will you marry me? You have already started to be, what? Okay. No comment. Let's move on. The next, the second blocker, carnality and complacency in the spirit. Carnality and complacency in the spirit. It says, scripture says, the natural man does not receive the things of God because it is foolishness to him. For those who were at midweek service, I shared how I was trying to solve a problem at work, you know, uh, in December. And the Holy Spirit asked me to do something that was, it didn't make sense because we've gone that route. Others have gone that route. It didn't make sense to do that same thing. He said, I should, you know, but I did it. And the results were amazing. Sometimes it will not make sense because you see the, full, the, the things of God appear as foolishness to the natural man. You need to put the flesh under this season, you and I, and that's what fasting helps us do. It helps us subdue the flesh so that our spirit man is energized and activated to pick divine signals. You hear clearly. But when you are concerned with feeding the body, at the expense of your spirit, when all you're concerned about, all we are concerned about is just looking good on the outside, you know, ensuring that, you know, you are dripping, you are giving. May you not give emptiness this year in Jesus' name. Because by the time they shake you, by the time the storms of life hits you, 
Scripture says that if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So we need to, as a matter of urgency, avoid spiritual dullness and laziness. Make a commitment to grow spiritually this year. Be more worried if your spirit isn't receiving signals. Some of us are more worried if our phone doesn't have signals. Like, have you been around people who cannot do without their phones? They go to a place and there is no signal. They are going everywhere, trying to climb the roof to find signal. Can we become that desperate when our spirit man is not receiving divine signals? I've cried in times in my life where I, didn't, where I felt like God did not reveal stuff to me before it happened. Like painful, costly stuff. And I'm like, God, what was I doing? Was I too busy? Did you speak and I missed it? Or was, was I just being canal, chasing after the things of the world? So this year, we must commit to spiritual connection and ensuring that that connection stays intact. Find a support system that would help you on this journey. Because yes, I agree, sometimes it does get lonely. Depending on whatever industry you are, sometimes you need to find people who can uphold you in the place of prayer. You're constantly at the battlefront. You're constantly dealing with mammon, dealing with the things of the world. Because that's the nature of the business or the, or, or, or the work you've been called to. But you're there for an assignment. And so you need to make sure that you, are also, you, are, you have your core. Unfortunately, Jesus' core slept off on him. May you not have a core that will slip off on you on the, in the day of adversity. But find a core. Be connected. Join a small group this year. Find friends that are constantly encouraging and checking on you and, and pushing you on this journey. Asking you, have you read your Bible? What is God saying? Some of us need to have friends. You don't have any friend that is saying, what is God saying? Or telling you what God is saying. Or telling you what they gleaned from scripture this morning. And I know we're very fancy in our generation. And I'm wrapping up now. We're very fancy in our world. And so we feel like, yes, you know, I don't want to be too Christianese. Huh. Only those that are connected to the Father. So scripture says, Jesus said, I'm divine. My father is the vine dresser. Only those who are connected in this season will stand. And there's some things that you'll be angry with yourself if it throws you off. Stuff happens to you that doesn't make any sense. Like you make a costly, a costly mistake or a, a poor decision that you know could have been avoided. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not make destiny truncating mistakes this season in Jesus' name. I pray that your eyes would constantly behold the Father in all of his glory, that you'll be connected to him, that your, your, your spirit mind will be activated in this season to hear clearly what the Spirit is saying. At every point in time in your journey in Jesus' name, I pray for anyone here who's needing divine guidance. You need the Spirit of God to order your steps. I pray for you that the Spirit will come upon you afresh in Jesus' name. That you would have an understanding of the times and the seasons of your life in Jesus' name. That the things that have caused you frustration, and as the Father is saying to you in this season, I am working. I am at work in you, making you willing and able to do my good pleasure. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. I pray that your, your, your mind would 
embrace the workings of the Spirit of God in you in Jesus' name. As he's developing your character, as he's infusing his life into yours, causing you to become more Christ-like. I pray for you that eternity, you know, spending time with the Father after now, after this earth, will be your desire in Jesus' name. That the things that you are chasing after, the, the money, the wealth, material possessions, that you would recognize that you have been freely given all of these things in Jesus' name. And I pray for you that you begin to walk in the realities of the promises of God. That this year, it is the year of the fulfillment of prophecies. It is the year of the manifestation of promises over your life. Every word that has been spoken, that has been documented concerning you, according to the volume of the book, I decree and declare that it will come to pass this year in Jesus' name. I pray for anyone here who's currently in that face of weariness. Scripture says, hope deferred makes the heart weary. I pray for supernatural strength for you right now in Jesus' name. I pray for grace to continue to hold on to the promises of God in Jesus' name. I decree and declare this is your year of unusual favor. That the favor of God will cause you to be able to engage the world's systems in an unusual manner in Jesus' name. You will pick and receive divine signals. You will know what to do per time. You will not be confused. Confusion is far from you. Frustration is far from you. Depression is far from you. Father Lord, we thank you. We give you praise for answered prayers. In Jesus' name we have prayed and agreed. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming to church this Thank morning. Thank you for listening. We hope that the message has blessed your heart. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng. For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.